You're on Eastside Radio 89.7 FM. This is Arts Monday. My name is Ira and I'm here with you today to talk about art and environmentalism. With me in the studio is a poet, Gabby Florek, who is here to talk about her work that is inspired by the themes of environmentalism. I'll just mention that what you're hearing at the bottom of our talking is uh, from the album called Bioduct. It's by Martina Testen and Simon Scherz. I believe they are Slovenian musicians. This particular track is called Sunrise and it was recorded in the forest during sunrise. And this whole album explores the idea of the wilderness pertaining to healing and the immune system. It's popularized in Japan as forest bathing. When we enter the woods, we hear. As we walk through the woods, we feel. As our immersion continues, we may be transformed. So as we are enjoying these beautiful sounds of the forest in the sunrise, I'll ask you, Gabby, to tell me a bit about the process behind your writing. You're writing on environmental themes. I'm sure you write other things as well, but for today's show, you have picked up a few poems that you would like to share that are inspired by nature, sometimes in very clear way, sometimes in abstract way. How did you come to write about environmental themes in the first place? Well, that's an interesting question. You know, I've always written poetry for as long as I can remember, really. I think I started writing when I was very young. So in primary school, I would have been eight or nine years old um, at that time. And I was always interested in very whimsical poems that were rhyming and that were a little bit funny. I didn't think so much about what I was writing, but I liked the rhythms and the sounds. And as I became older... And especially in high school, I did a um, major work in year 12 for English Extension 2, I think it was. And throughout that year, I was given a task to, or well, I, I chose the task of writing uh, poetry from the garden, from my parents' garden where I grew up in, in Blacktown. And that was really a very formative kind of writing experience for me because I think I really took inspiration from you know, my parents' garden was quite imperfect in many ways. It wasn't neatly manicured. The grass wasn't always mown perfectly. They were sort of really good at growing things. So we had sunflowers and corn and parsley and mint. And we have this orange tree that still, you know, is very good at supplying oranges. Uh, We also, in that year, dug a a hole in the ground and filled it with water. So we had a, a sort of makeshift pond, which lots of frogs used to come into. So I think a lot of my inspiration for writing about environmental things came from that. It was simply just things that I was observing in my immediate world. Today we will hear four of your poems. You have picked them up personally. First of them is called Snails. Would you like me to play it and then talk about it or maybe say something about it before we hear it? Yeah, I think... um Why don't you play it? Yes. Yeah, give it a play. Yeah, let's do that. (laughs) You're on Eastside Radio 89.7 FM. This is Arts Monday. My name is Ira and I am in conversation with poet Gabby Florek, who is here to share some poetry with us. She's writing on environmental themes. So let's have a listen at a poem called Snails. 
Snails like to ponder in puddles, thoughts lulled by the dull sounds of chewing. Comments on weather exchanged over breakfast, because company enhances the delectable foliage. I keep faith that giant feet will simply miss them in the grass, but their shells are never broken. They are the home of withered souls. And when it's raining softly, I can hear them humming gently. They dream of turning green, just like a leaf, but they cannot. And so, they eat the leaf instead. More people than planets will live in the sea when fires are shattering houses and dreams. The people who spoke this believed in the end. In the roundabout way we would die, but befriend. All the dried flowers we pressed on our walls. Who would really do nothing but willingly talk about old times and good times and planets and skies that lived in the heavens before heaven died. That's beautiful. So we actually heard two of your poems because uh, my computer just played the second one by itself. Let's talk about snails first. Yeah. We could also play planets again, if that will feel right. But yeah, tell me, when, when was the moment when you were writing this poem? And you were talking to me about your interest in putting big, huge themes such as environmentalism into a small, minute thing, as is a poem. Hmm. Well, I mean, to start off, you know, talking about snails in particular, I think... That's a really observational um, and maybe if I can use this word spiritual poem for me as well. I mean, for me, observing nature and the beauty of nature and being immersed in nature has always had a sort of spiritual dimension and it's always had a very healing kind of quality to it. You know, year 12 for me was incredibly stressful, as I'm sure that all students who have gone through that experience can attest to. It's incredibly difficult and stressful and painful and hard. And for me, writing these poems was a bit of an escape, kind of allowed me to tap into something that was more gentle and peaceful and serene. And I was really sort of able to, almost in a ritualistic way, capture the things that I was sort of seeing and there were just kind of these first immediate thoughts I suppose I was having it's funny that the <laughs> computer started playing the second one because I think with that second poem that for me is where these bigger kind of environmental themes come in and I think it's only in more recent times when I started tapping into my experience with the environment and wanting to make perhaps different statements through what I was writing and I'm always quite conscious you know I, I've never wanted to be didactic in my work I've never wanted to tell people what they should believe or what they should think and what's right or wrong I've always been very interested in just kind of presenting things and letting them hang and people are able to make their own ideas or observations or reflections based off that I think that's what good poetry and maybe good art is all about anyway so 
Yeah, I think with snails, definitely, it's interesting having that play first because that was that was me in high school in year twelve. That was year twelve, Gabby, kind of discovering the world and also tapping into that world that was a little bit more, perhaps difficult to see because when you're a teenager you're going through this very stressful time you're looking at your life ahead and you don't quite know what's coming and you're grappling with all these sometimes really difficult emotions and feelings and hard things in your life having something like that is so important having an escape like that is so important so I'm really grateful for what that offered me I think the ability and the chance and the the environment I had at school as well, actually, to write about those things and to just observe something and, and to have a poem about snails, you know, why not? No one else is going to write about them, so someone has to. <laughs> that is true. Uh, and how does it feel to hear now something that you wrote so long ago? Would you approach it any differently? Is it jarring to access this part of yourself from the past you know in a funny way it is and it isn't I mean I listen to that poem and I kind of have this odd sensation that it's really lovely listening to what Gabby back then thought and I think in my darker moments it's really refreshing to hear those kind of you know to to realize that I was able to write that and that I was able to have those kinds of observations you know I often feel or I guess I'm often stressed that I don't have anything to say and I don't have much value to add to the world and, you know, I'm a little, uh, you know, get a bit anxious or sad or worried about things sometimes. And when I listen to that poem, I kind of go, oh, you know, there was a time in your life, Gabby, where you were able to notice something good. And I think being able to tap into that goodness again now, but like through the past self uh, that's that's really lovely for me actually so yeah that's a very special poem I think it, it's um it's nice to reflect on what a very young Gabby was able to say and able to think and listen to it through the prism of someone who's a little bit more older and a little bit hopefully wiser <laughs> yeah not that much older just to give <laughs> listener a bit of a sense you're about late 20s right yeah, so 26. it's not that yeah it's not that long ago just so they know and the planets, where do they fit into Yeah, this? so the second poem is, is very different and there's a much more recent poem. I mean, for me, that poem is kind of, is about, um, it was written with the idea of the bushfires kind of in mind. I think that first line, more people than planets will live in the sea when fires are shattering houses and dreams, that I have written in quotation marks and I almost feel like it's kind of this mantra that we have heard for so long, you know, with this impending climate catastrophe, I suppose, that we're all thinking about or that is kind of at the back of our minds. And for me, talking about the planets in that particular poem was, yeah, kind of like a, a bit of a reach out to remember that we are just one thing in the universe but it's so lucky that we are in fact here and that there has to be some kind of preservation to the life that we know and the life that we have so for me when I talk about the planets and when I talk about the heavens and I think yes that final line you know um, about heaven dying it's um, it's really quite um I mean, for me, this poem, it sort of grapples a lot of back and forth. And, and this is where I think I, I, when I mentioned at the beginning, it's 
or when you mentioned rather that idea of the capturing something so big and something so small so in that particular poem I guess it was inspired by the bushfires in many ways and it was kind of a a speaking to the end of the world whatever Mm. that means or whatever that might look like but it's also this kind of weird reminder that we're just this one little thing and yeah so it's kind of yeah almost more profound than I know how to put into words Mm. (laughs) Um, but yes you are putting it into words (laughs) through the poetry which is an easier outlet right well absolutely I think sometimes there's things that are so big they're difficult to say and if you can put them in a small intimate almost domestic setting that's when you reach people and that's when you can kind of speak to them so I mean, most of my poems, and and this is maybe a good uh, sort of segue almost to what will happen later with the other two poems. I mean, apart from writing about the environment, I really enjoy writing about domestic sort of things. And I mean, for lack of a better word, they're kind of love poems, but I think they're also a bit more than that as well. Like it would be simplistic to just say, oh, this is just love poetry. But, you know, so much of what I enjoy writing about is... Yeah, the the sort of the minute, the everyday, the occurrences that happen that we are physically present to witness and that are kind of magical in a way. And that's why you write a poem because you want to capture that magic, whether it's a snail or whether it's a planet or whether it's pressed flowers in your home. All of those things have their own beautiful quality to them. So it's just beautiful and, and a privilege actually to be able to capture them. Yeah. Mm. So we will hear those two poems that are more in the genre of love poetry, as you were saying, but also touch on environmental themes. We will hear them a bit later in the show. We will have a short break now. I'll play a tune by Anea Lockwood. She's New Zealand-born American composer whose work often involves recordings of natural found sounds. You're on Eastside Radio 89.7 FM. This is Arts Monday Sympoesis. Dance premiere. Living Room Theatre presents The Fowl of the Air, a work inspired by the novel The Natural Way of Things, an unflinching response to the tensions between power, gender, consent and violence in the everyday and in plain sight. Set in an abandoned factory in Summerhill, this extraordinary performance features contemporary dance, vocals, sound and the improv of five double basses. See The Fowl of the Air from March 30 to April the 3rd. Book now at livingroomtheatre.org. Eastside Radio Sponsor. Yes, you're on Eastside Radio 89.7 FM. This is Arts Monday Sympoesis. My name is Ira. And in today's show, and as I will be doing every second Monday, I'm talking about art and environmentalism. I will be speaking to artists and poets who tackle environmental issues in their work and pay 
homage or ode or their love tribute to the environment. And with me in the studio right now is poet Gabby Florek, who kind of merges love themes with environmental themes. Tell me a bit more about that. Well, you know, as I explained earlier, I when I began writing poetry, it was very much observational kind of things that I was taking from the world around me. I think most poetry tends to be anyway. And as I became older and started having other sorts of life experiences, those too found their way into my writing. So I think it's, you know, perhaps almost natural that when you get a little bit older and start having different experiences, you find a way of writing about them. And it's not that what you've written about earlier uh, disappears it's still very much there, or at least it is for me anyway. I still take a lot of interest in uh, environmental themes. Uh, and I've probably in more recent times merged them a little bit with more, you know, poetry about people and about living and and love, I suppose, for lack of a better word. But yeah, it's interesting to see how I think those themes have kind of all merged rather than you know, one, it's not so much that one has replaced another, it's that they've kind of all become a little bit more interrelated. And of course, you know, each individual poem has its own flavour anyway. So uh, sometimes, even though environmental themes can be at the back of your mind, you're not always writing about them. So obviously, uh, but for me, it's always, I think, been very useful to use environmental themes to talk about other things as well you know it's almost like a bit of a launch pad for me so if I want to talk about a friendship or or a person that I'm seeing or a family issue or a a spiritual encounter or something like nature is always a really good way to start and Mm. then you can go off into those deeper heavier themes I suppose Mm. so yeah I think that's kind of how I see it and how so why is it easier to start with nature Well, I think it's because nature is so immediate and I think it can be so grounding. You know, if you're standing in the forest or in the bush or on a plain or in a garden, you kind of have this immediate encounter with where you are and being present in the environment is so grounding that for me, I think that's what makes it the obvious thing to start writing about. And I suppose that's what lots of romantic poets and writers were sort of doing, you know, back in their day as well. They would definitely focus, uh, you know, would talk about the, you know, sweeping mountains and the the coolness or the, the freezing temperatures or the beauty of spring and the meadows and the flowering of things you know I think it's it's kind of this long tradition and for whatever reason even though I don't particularly you know read a lot of romantic poets like traditional romantic poets but for whatever reason I've definitely taken cue from some of their fascination with nature and how it finds its way into my own work. Let's hear one of your poems. It's called Moonlight. Would you like to introduce it in any way? When was it written? What should we know about it to kind of orient us a bit? This is quite a recent one. uh, It's from uh, sort of the middle to late of last year, I think, when I wrote it. And there are some environmental moments in there, I think. But really, it's probably about connection and friendship and having a special intimate moment with someone. 
Let's have a listen. This is Arts Monday on Inside Radio 89.7. We are talking to poet Gabby Florek and we are about to hear a poem she wrote recently. It's called Moonlight. Somewhere between the rose water, which you do not drink, and the dog's bottoms that we sleep beside, there is a reason for the tea I sip to help me settle and the way you like to wander naked through the house. I took so little from the sky when I asked for rain to heal me, and even the flowers, I fear, could never know the sweetness of you. I take your head into my dreams, your fingers into my hands, and let you disappear into me. I look to you, And before your smile passes, I've swallowed memory of moonlight. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing this with us. Thank you. How does it feel to hear your poetry played back to you? Uh, Because you recorded Mm. this for me before the show. And especially given that it's love poetry, it's quite intimate. Maybe somebody who is listening knows it's about them. <laughs> Could that be? <laughs> Look, yeah, it's definitely an interesting experience hearing it read back to myself. You know, and, and just tapping in again to those environmental themes. You know, I was thinking about that line, I took so little from the sky when I asked for rain to heal me. For me, I think that's almost getting to the essence of the poem it's kind of this idea that other people can have a healing impact on you just as the environment can have a healing impact on you Mm -hmm. and it's very much about the connections that we make with the natural world and with the people who surround us which is why I feel a little bit strange often calling it love poetry because it's not so much whether it's about a love that you have for someone else although perhaps that's kind that's part of it sometimes but I think it's more so I, I you know it's that idea of connection and that idea of that special or unique thing that you feel with certain people when you're in the moment with them and I think that's something that uh, you know we talk a lot about and I think everybody has a deep yearning for but especially in our perhaps modern, busy, city, rat race kind of life. We don't always get the chance to tap into it. So it's really, for me, this is a bit of a pause moment, this poem anyway, and kind of like being grateful and showing gratitude for people who are in my life with whom I share those special connections with. So I think that's kind of what listening back to it is going through my mind a bit, yeah. Mm. This is Isel Radio 89.7 FM. You are listening to Arts Monday Sympoesis. And with me on the chair opposite to me is poet Gabby Florek. And we are talking about her work that is inspired by love and environment and how those two fit together. And we'll play another poem that she recorded for us for this show. It's called Dog Fur. Is there anything you would like to <laughs> say about this one before we play it? Oh, well, possibly I think just... Uh thinking about the imperfect and how beautiful and how fun the imperfect can be. When the dogs cried, we let them love us more than before and held them closely while we drove. 
I couldn't utter the final ultimatum. It's either me or the dogs. But I felt like it sometimes. Dogs are hard to be mad at when they lick you, though. And somehow, when I saw you in that light, looking at them solemnly, I knew I'd remember what they gave us. And their fur, which lines the bed cover, becomes less repulsive and more forgivable. So is this a love poem to your dog? (laughs) Well, uh, in some ways, yes. Uh, uh, I think in some ways, yes. But I think actually what I've done here is a little bit like what I was saying earlier. It's using nature as a bit of a launch pad to get to something a little bit different, something a bit deeper perhaps. And, you know, with this particular experience, I think, or with this particular poem, it's definitely looking, you know, I think I said earlier about that idea of the imperfect and and sometimes what's a little bit gross or disgusting or something that in our uh, kind of everyday modern life we just kind of, at least me personally, sometimes go a little bit like, oh, that is so annoying or that's yuck. Like the fact that I have dog fur all over half of my clothes now, I kind of go, oh, you know, it's this big thing I have to deal with. But you kind of, as the poem, I think, tells this little story, it is a little bit about appreciating those things because those things are just natural. And I think in this particular case, it's also appreciating that the nature, well, in this case, the dogs, have given something to a particular friendship as well so that if you can have some shared experiences about nature, that can sort of create a bond between people as well. And, and have these sorts of, you know, ultimately it's about these kind of shared memories and shared experiences that you might have with, with friends or with lovers or, or with uh, people you're in a relationship with. I mean, all of that kind of thing I think is tapped into here a little bit. So, yes, it's, uh, it's <laughs> I don't know if it's a love poem to the dogs. It is in some ways, uh, but probably also an appreciative call out to what they afford us as as people and the way they bring us together. Mm. That's beautiful. Maybe a nice way to slowly wrap up today's show. You're on ESAD Radio 89.7 FM. You were listening and you're still listening, but we are about to pass it on to Pino and his Syncopatico coming up next. This is Arts Monday, last six minutes of today's show. And today I have been uh, talking about art and environmentalism and I will be doing that every second Monday during this show. I will be talking to artists uh, who work with environmental teams and look at the ways to raise environmental consciousness. I will be featuring some poetry that is also inspired by the nature and I will be playing field recordings and music that takes inspiration from nature or is composed with the sounds of nature. I will leave you today with a track called Floating World by Anna Lockwood. She was born in New Zealand and is based in US and she's one of the pioneers of field recordings. Thank you for listening and speak to you soon. Isad Radio 89.7 FM.